So morning on this January 29th, 2021, let's have open a word of prayer. Lord God of the world is in dire straits. We all need you, Lord God. Some for one thing, some for another. But we all need you. I'm gonna have you in my life. Some things are looking up, some things are looking down. Lord, we know your will is going to be done. Your way is going to be done. And we just have to be ready. You're still going to do what you're going to do. And we have to be ready for it. Open our eyes and understanding. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Alright, this episode is called, What Now? What now? You say, well, let's get into this. So, it's the new year. So, it's the new presidency. Right? And so, it's a continuing age of technology. But what's the reality? We're still in a pandemic. Businesses are still closed. People still hate each other, and it's increasing. The country is still split. People are moving away from big cities. And spiritually speaking, they're moving further away from God. Yes, you might say, well, Rome wasn't built in a day. Recovery takes time. You're right. But the advancement of things in the flesh fussy laws is not going to make things better. Now for a minute picture two main political sides who you think who think their side has the answers and the other side is the enemy. Well guess what? They're both as wrong as two left feet. Anything on earth a person proposes that sounds too good to be true it usually is. Now, if you, for example, if you don't remember, swindlers will always be smiling in your face before they rob you blind. So don't let smiling faces, flattery, or promises take you in. On a personal note, once I was swindled out of $7,000 over a 10 month period, don't ever think it can't happen to you. Now, since we're talking about what now, one important thing for saints to do now is prepare for battle. Do I mean with guns and tanks? No, silly. I mean with prayer. Prayer is not reserved for Sunday morning worship only or short, short daily devotional. It's a saint's weapon. If we don't pray and study God's word daily, we will definitely get weak. When that happen overnight, what's gonna happen? It's gonna chip away at your strength. Now, maybe many young people, or maybe many young saints, don't feel the need for continual prayer, but here's some scripture that reminds us of its importance. 
You got 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 in the NLT. Just three little words. Never stop praying. And here's another one. This is St. Luke chapter 18, verse 1 in the NLT. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Then we got St. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8 in the NLT. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks received. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Okay, get the message? You might ask, what is the battle I'm supposed to be preparing for? Now, I'm going to be one here, so hang on. I don't mean you no harm for anybody. As a saint, you can choose to only bask in talking about the love of God and how gushy, ooey, mushy you feel. Or you can also prepare yourself for a spiritual battle that you're already in. The civil unrest that was in the streets over this past summer is spiritual. The presidency of Trump and its lasting effects, spiritual. Businesses shut, shut, shutting down and a lot not reopening, spiritual. Wildfires, tornadoes, hurricanes that are more intense and becoming more frequent, that's spiritual. Increased famines and locust invasions, spiritual. Boys and girls not knowing if they're a boy or a girl, that's spiritual. Hmm. Now, shall I go on? And you want to know why? And you want to know why prayer is a big deal? Hmm. Now, understand one. Excuse me. Understand no one can prevent the prophecy that's already been written. But we can pray against the powers of darkness trying to bring the country and the world to its knees. The world is almost ripe for the Antichrist, parents. I'll say that again. The world is almost ripe for the Antichrist appearance. <coughs> Excuse me. To be short, what you see in the way of unrest and confusion and violence, the my way or the highway mentality, natural disasters, it's all been predicted. Why do you think there's always a fuss about Bible believers? Bullying folks have always been viewed in native light. Now, <clears throat> some examples from Jesus' day until now. All right. Number one, Jesus was crucified. Even though that's what he came for. Jesus was crucified because he said it was the Son of God. Paul and other apostles were killed because they preached the gospel. People in foreign countries are killed in many different ways, 
including beheading. Just because they believe in Jesus and refuse to change. In the United States colleges are deprogramming your kids from believing in God. Just 2% of millennials hold a biblical view, worldview, worldview. That's the lowest among adults. Just 2% of millennials hold a biblical worldview. 2%. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I got another one. Let me see here. Lord have mercy. Yeah, six out of ten Americans reject the idea that human life is sacred, the survey says. Suicides are up nearly 100% among young people in Wisconsin's second largest county, as medical experts cite the perils of social isolation. So, you know, that being an isolated thing? Hmm. Now, do we still want to ask why prayer is important? Don't you see why prayer is important? Now, these are things that I just read. These are things that you're never going to hear on your local news. Or even a secular cable news. So, what are people picking on Bible-believing born-again folks? There's a war going on. It's not a war of bullets and guns. But like I said before, it's spiritual. You can't hammer that home enough. So, I either choose to drown myself in my little one thing and ignore and count small the other thing. And then scratch my head at ever-increasing civil unrest and racial injustices and worse storms from whether winter or summer and all the political hatred. So I can scratch my head and say, what's going on? But if I get into my word and read, I would know what's going on. And it wouldn't take me by surprise so much. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't blame you if you think I'm just another voice babbling on the issue. See, we're also in the age where people only listen to folks they agree with. When you dislike someone, world, they can do no right. When you like someone, world, they can do no wrong. Even if the person you like does something very wrong, you might be inclined to give them a pass. What now? Well, to the church? Well, we finally acknowledge that church as usual has been taken away and a new thing will emerge. This is metamorphosis time. You know, from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And those serious for God will stand. And certain folks, he's weeding out. He's weeding out. Hebrews chapter 12 Verses 6b, sorry, 26b to 27 in NIV. Once more I will, sh- I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is, created things. 
So that that cannot be taken may remain. Lord have mercy. <clears throat> Saint John chapter fifteen, verse five and six. Now see. Yes, I am the vine; you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Now what will remain that cannot be shaken? Jesus' kingdom and his bride. So all those years of money-hungry preachers who have been deceiving folks for years. Pastors who care about the flock as much as they do your 43rd cousins ain't gone till now. Church folks whose God is their wardrobe and singers and musicians who think they're in Carnegie Hall instead of a church service. Lord have mercy. That's been going on for a long time. Those who continue to indulge in those practices will be tossed aside as a branch unless they repent. Doesn't God want true worshipers to worship Him? And since He's a spirit, we must worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's St. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. But God doesn't weed out His saints. Exactly. So answer the question Who are those cast aside as a useless branch? Since God doesn't cast aside his sins and he loves us so much, he said somebody's going to be tossed aside as useless branch. So who are they? Are you trying to say that same time? No, of course not. But I want you to answer the question. <laughs> what now? As a nation who will choose to, oh, excuse me, as a nation, who will we choose to listen to? Well, there's your choices. You either listen to liberals, conservatives, yourself, your chosen faith, people you agree with, your friends, mommy and daddy, or nobody. Now, maybe you can think of some more. I think these are the most prominent ones, though. Out of those eight, they all could be wrong at the same time. So if God is not at the center of it all, none are going to work. It would take too long to go through all of them, so I won't. But I'll say this. Here's what you can expect to continue this year. And certain of these things will get worse. And no, this is not a direct prophetic word from the Lord, but it is based on his word. All right, continued confusion and hatred in Washington, D.C. Increase in racial tensions. More mobs in the streets. Increased persecution, especially verbal, in the United States for sticking up for the Bible. Further suppression of any biblical views pertaining to Jesus. Continued excessive wildfires, locust invasions, 
winter and summer weather patterns. And continue confusion about what's good for you and what's not. Causing people to really not want to trust anybody. I mean, you see that all the time. Oh, take this for you. It's good. Oh, don't take that. Don't eat that no more. Take that out of your diet. Don't eat that no more. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Eat this. It's okay to drink that. All this confusion about what's good for you and what's not. So that's going to cause people to not want to trust anybody. The last one will further extend the hardening of one's heart, which in turn will make folks only want to listen to people on their side. Anyone with common sense will know that this will only further divide us as a nation. Therefore, it's the sense of God, we've established that church as usual is gone. Phonies will be around always but a vast majority will be weeded out. Here's Psalm 37, verse 1 and 2 for the NIV. Do not fret because of those who do evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. So don't worry about folks who see them wrong. And of course, remember St. John 15, 5 and 6 again, which I just read. But a branch cannot survive on its own unless it's attached to the vine. So if you're attached to Jesus, you'll be purged so you can bring forth more fruit. Now, I want young saints to know this. If you're working on something for the Lord and to advance your knowledge in the Lord, don't think what I'm teaching is so different than what you've heard. Maybe it is. But remember, I'm into prophecy teaching, which is hardly ever popular, but it's necessary. And a lot of what I'm teaching may make you, may, may not make much sense to you now. Or does it but it is in the word. So continue to spread the love of God wherever you go. Just keep in mind that there's more to the Bible than just feeling his love. The Bible is a big book. Whatever God has given you to spread, do that with all your heart. And I'll do the same. And our destination will be and our destination will be the same. In other words, we'll wind up in the same place if we do what we're supposed to do. What now? Well, to the saints, stay with the Lord no matter how hard it gets. Seek His face. That means get by yourself and pray hard and in private. Not just on Sunday, but since we have so much time on our hands, there's no time like the present. Now, good works are important, but they won't make any, make you any more loved by God. Now, I'm gonna list I'm gonna list eleven things you probably already know and are doing in your prayer life. But if any of these things are missing in your prayer life, you probably won't have successful prayer. 
right? Persistence, humble yourself, pray, obviously. You gotta have a prayer life in the first place. Seek his face, turn from any wicked ways, believe, have faith, thanksgiving, give God the glory, don't be double-minded, and obedience. Now, those weren't listed in any particular order, by the way. But they're important. If you want things from the Lord, you know. Now, I have a scripture for all that, but I'm not going to give it to lengthy. But, but you know you have that persistence. We have to humble ourselves and pray, like it says in 2 Chronicles 7.14. And seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. That's also in there. We have to believe what we're praying for. Without faith, it's not possible to please God in the first place. Everything we do is supposed to do with thanksgiving. Excuse me, you always want to give God the glory. Look at how the Lord's prayer starts. Our Father, who art in heaven, I'll be in the name. That kingdom come, that will be done. It's about God first, us, our request second. Don't be double-minded because you're not going to receive anything from the Lord. And of course, you have to be obedient. God doesn't want sacrifices. He wants obedience. So so when you pray, you're probably already including these in there. But I just wanted to bring them out. Make sure you got all of them going on. Now, what now to the unsaved? And that was to the saved. So we said, what now to the unsaved? All right, well, consider what you believe in. Does it hold water or is it full of holes? And don't think that having no beliefs at all makes things all right. People feel like, well, I don't believe nothing. And they think that nullifies everything else. No, God's word is still going to get done. His will is still going to get done, whether I believe or not. This life, isn't all there is. You don't believe that there's more? Do you really want to take that chance? Consider this. If there's no heaven or hell, congratulations, we're wrong. But if there is a heaven and a hell and a God and a devil, and when I say devil, no, I'm not talking about somebody wearing a red suit who's half man, half goat. He's holding a pitchfork. So, no, I'm saying, but if you think, but if there is a heaven and a hell, a God and a devil, you have made a very bad decision to ignore it. Politicians won't save you or the country. Neither will money, fame, or a big house. A simple model on your arm or alternate lifestyle or a fancy car. So in the words of someone famous, very famous, what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. 